0: Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter.
1: Remember when we originally had a different intro music?
0: Yeah, I don't even remember what it sounded like. We
1: got a lot of flack for this intro.
0: changing it? Yeah, remember? Because they're like, it sounds too manly,
1: too heavy. (laughs) And I'm like, no, this is what the people want. (laughs)
0: <laughs> now you're gonna get a ton of email like no 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 it's not really, <laughs> no it's not. not we don't like it at all. Else. hey I shout still, out to the, i still oh, want ahead. klezmer music <laughs> stop it stop <laughs> it
1: shout out to the hall family who gave us some lovely uh gifts because yeah. we talk about bucky so much they gave us um, some some nice we? mugs to uh i mean they're kind of an unofficial sponsor they'll probably sue us for saying that legally or they'll
0: give us free stuff
1: or one day, if you give us,
0: give us, us good ratings on <laughs> <laughs> Apple ahead, and Spotify, <laughs> then we can become famous enough that people want to give us free stuff.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so <everybody laughs> thank you, whole family, for these yeah. Bucky mugs. These are awesome. You guys are awesome. And but, uh, yeah, I tossed in the whole family, even though the kids probably didn't contribute. Have no one idea. Dime, so just, <laughs> just Tracy and Cliff. We thank, thank you. you so. Um, All right. This is our question edition. We got some burning questions. Um, Let's do it. Right. I'm ready. All right. This is anonymous. I had talked about this one with you leading into it. I think it's an interesting question. I, I don't know if I've ever been asked this in all my time in ministry, which is like 14 years.
0: It's very mysterious.
1: I have a friend who's interested in suing a doctor over malpractice. There are many pieces of scripture, I believe, that show this is a bad idea. Namely, 1 Corinthians 6, 1 through 8. But mm. he believes that it does not translate to his specific situation. Are there any situations in which a faithful Catholic should pursue a malpractice lawsuit? And how can I, um, how can my friend make a good decision on this? Mm. Yeah. I mean, the good Justice decision. and charity. Yeah. That's what
0: we're talking about.
1: The good decision part should be just what this person is saying, having faithful, good Catholic friends and um, even, I would say, in seeking the guidance of, you know, a clergy or somebody who is respected, a mentor within the faith to say, this is what's going on. Is this a good idea? You know, Mm -hmm. so I just I want to toss out how to make a good decision that's surrounding yourself. You would do that the same way with finances, with anything. You find the person in that expertise Mm -hmm. and you ask them and say, hey, I'm looking for guidance on this. Can I process this with you? Yeah. So I think that's very similar there. Mm -hmm. Um, And also we mentioned it. I forget what it was in, but also looking how the times that God has clearly worked in your lives in the past, go back to those and say, this is how he spoke to me clearly. It was through scripture. It was through a friend. It was through the mass. Whatever it was, go back to that and seek guidance from the Lord in that. Hmm. So, now, are you looking up 1 Corinthians 6? Yeah, 1 I want to see
0: specifically what they're, where they're coming from on that because I have a lot of thoughts in general about this, but I don't want to ignore it. If they're going to cite a passage, I mean, you are the Bible
1: guy. What are the
0: verses? Uh, oh, here it is. It
1: said six one through eight.
0: Yeah. Okay. What's the title? <laughs> Lawsuits among <laughs> believers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. This looks like what I thought. Um. So what we're talking about is what is the relationship between justice and charity, um, and the New Testament makes a distinction uh, regarding those things and just how one acts um, when it's among believers and believers related to non-believers. Not because there's you know some sort of exclusion or something, but just we don't share the same principles. Right. And So we can't expect non-believers to act to act in uh <laughs> accordance with the words of the gospel. Yeah. Um so that's already a distinction. Here St. Paul is talking about lawsuits between believers. Um so it's already a big thing, not just how believers act, but what one should do um when one has a disagreement with another believer. Mm. Um So I'm not sure if that's the same context as what you're describing because this is what should a believer do when there's malpractice, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But I don't remember hearing anything about like the doctor and uh, how close they are to this person and whether they're practicing their faith and if if they're Christian at all and that kind of stuff. So
1: I think it's more about just the idea of suing and
0: malpractice. Right. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't
1: want to, we, we don't want to obviously. Yeah. Read too much. Into yeah. It.
0: It's, it's an example. Um, okay. So this is what I would say. Um, like charity does not destroy justice. They're not pitted against one another. Um, charity elevates justice and sometimes, well, often it will go beyond, uh, Justice, justice is giving one another their due. That's the classical definition of justice, to give someone their due. So it's easy to see with, with money, right? I borrow money or I, I win our uh, bracket for the NCAA yeah. tournament. And I now have a certain due <laughs> that ought to be given. <laughs> Sorry. Um, crack podcast myself over. up. <laughs> yeah, podcast over restart um so like that makes sense right you take yep. out a loan you have to pay back on the loan um that's justice uh when somebody can't pay back a loan it can be an act of charity to forgive that loan and it it makes so much sense with money that that financial metaphor is actually taken up into the gospel right and applied and actually the Old Testament too and applied to the forgiveness of sins it's it's a metaphor for how God forgives us our debts, right? Um, as we forgive those uh, who are debtors against us, <laughs> who trespass against us. Anyway, um, so that's the first thing: is that charity and justice are not are not at war; uh, mm-hmm. they're the same in God, and they look different oftentimes with us, but they're never. They're never at war. We always have to find a way to understand them, mm-hmm. where they're, where they flow, kind of one to the other. Yeah. Now that means that when someone does something wrong against us, like injustice, there is some sort of due, right that ought to be paid. Um, lawsuits are a manner of carrying that out. Yeah. Uh, our legal system is extremely complex and. Yes. It seems like, you know, lawsuits in the United States in 2021 are maybe not what they were originally intended to be mm. um, because it just costs so much to go to trial. And so just the mere fact of having to defend yourself against a lawsuit mm-hmm. could like bankrupt someone. And yeah. just like that whole thing seems and I have family members who are who are lawyers, but, you know, lawyers could paid a lot of money Mm -hmm. um and you have family uh, members that are doctors yeah 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 so yeah so back to this question like yes i think a catholic who practices their faith uh can sue for malpractice and maybe sometimes should um when to make that decision that's a prudential decision and i love the way you describe that like how do you how do you gather enough info to make a a prudential decision well you ask people around you who seem to be prudent that's that's what aristotle says yeah (laughs) like all the way back to aristotle he's he's like what does prudence look like well uh go ask someone who's Who's prudent prudent. (laughs) what they would do that's what it looks like Uh, because it changes with circumstance you have to apply principles Mm -hmm. down into the concrete situation yeah and there's a lot at play now that's that's justice. Um Christians because we're motivated not only by justice but by charity, um always do have the the option of even even re- in 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 regards to, to non believers, right, in this this kind of like add extra <laughs> um uh, towards the outside kind of relationship. Yeah. We always have the option to Give witness uh, to the transformative power of our faith um, by forgiving something, even when the other person isn't sorry for it. Mm. Um, so there is that tension there, and people say, well, you know, does that mean that I have to every time? And doesn't Jesus say to forgive your brother? And and like, yeah, he does. So does that mean that I can't have a lawsuit? No. Um, right. Right. Justice is still important, but it does mean that there's this, there's this desire for the conversion of the other, and not just for retributive justice, mm-hmm. right? Justice where the thing that was taken away is given back or somehow repaid. Mm-hmm. Um, our desire is for the conversion of the other, and what that looks like in the Gospels pretty often is forgiving those who commit wrong against us, because yeah. that's what Jesus does from the cross, Right. Uh, that's what Stephen does um, in Acts of the Apostles, in imitation of Jesus, the first martyr. Yeah. Um, they do not know what they're doing. Forgive them, and uh, it, even if it seems obvious that they do know what they're doing. Yeah. Um,
1: and wouldn't you think that it's important to also say, "What are you looking for in the outcome?" Right. Because if it's just
0: "I'm right, you're wrong," and I'm gonna prove it and punish you right like for the uh, for being wrong like you or do is have it, the right another corrective
1: surgery hypothetically and i can't afford that because i paid the, like there's so many yeah, different things exactly of saying,
0: there can be really important reasons <laughs> right right for this where it's like i i actually need that money now um to go on in some sort of normal way after this thing that you did by malpractice right um
1: But then there is the other side, like we just said, which is just, I want to make you suffer. And that is not a Christian thing. No, no, Not at all. It is tricky, but hopefully that helps shed some light.
0: Yeah, and then 1 Corinthians 6 is just, that's St. Paul saying, like, look, if we really believe, right, if the two of us have a disagreement about something, um, say, you're my dentist,
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's what you picked for me (laughs) medical
0: (laughs) malpractice
1: um and can be like your sports therapist or something
0: (laughs) yeah okay my sports therapist yeah yeah uh and i tear my acl and then you somehow make it worse and tear my mcl as well um or i don't know something um but we both like deeply believe in our faith Saint Paul here is saying we should be able to go beyond justice into charity, um, if we actually both believe this thing, right? Um, and we shouldn't need to go to the courts to have someone else decide this. Right. He's not saying like you shouldn't make up for the way you massacred my uh, beautiful teeth. <laughs> All right. Next question. Here we go. <laughs> but we shouldn't need to involve uh, lawyers from the outside. That's what he's saying. Um,
1: okay. Nate asks a great question. What golf brand makes for the best irons? And then Ooh. he also then says, why is it Callaway? Which I think we would both say it's not Callaway. No, it's not Callaway. Yeah. 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 But, but I don't know, Um, man. I don't know, man. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I haven't, my golf clubs are still from when I was in high school. Um, I mean and
1: Titleist makes them pretty quiet. I have a Titleist driver,
0: but I have Mizuno irons and they're the they're forged. They're, sorry. I'm starting to play with things. Um they're forged, which means that they're they're not cast uh, cavity back. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's a thing. It's They they're blades, so they're harder to hit, but you can shape them better. Yeah. But anyway, um
1: it's similar to like the whole Lord of the Rings thing with like the ring and cast into the fire and yeah like and,
0: and like reforging that sword yeah <laughs> um. oh and um
1: <laughs> uh, are you talking about with like Thor no I'm talking about Lord of the Rings oh doesn't Aragorn get that sword sure probably but then more recent is member Avengers and Thor has to go like get oh something and get the like, hammer right
0: yeah yeah he has sure. to reforge the. With the hammer with of, the yeah. thing in the space. We should actually stars. do reviews of movies because <laughs> we're so good. Yeah. I've actually seen that movie uh, it's great. relatively recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within it's the last two years or something. But um, Yeah, it's usually up to the person though. Everybody. Yeah. No, I mean even some, professional I, golfers. I think okay. I I haven't paid attention to golf equipment in a long, long time. But I think this is true for most things these days there's not really that much of a difference it's yeah. like with cars we want to, we want there to be a big difference between cars mm-hmm. um there's really not that much difference yeah i mean there is but there isn't you yeah. know what i mean sometimes
1: and, like one feels better looks a little bit better cooler
0: yeah. more relevant and some of that uh apparently is is like features which are installed in the car but which are turned off until you pay more money for the upgrade um I think golf clubs are kind of like that. So it's it's much more of a what one do I like? Kind of yeah. kind of like, you know, fast food is not that different one from the other. But, but people I are have a passionate about I it. I have a brand loyalty to Whataburger. <laughs> and so like I'll and Taco Oh yeah, Taco Bell, Yo quiero. So I'll I'll drive past like a Burger King to get to a Whataburger and they're basically the same thing. It's kind of like golf clubs.
1: Those are fighting words. All yeah, right. And I then guess, he I also says second, when are priests required to wear clerics? And when are they not? Ooh, that's a good question. Required.
0: Yeah. It kind of depends on the custom of the local place. Mm. Um, because I forget how it how it reads in canon law. It's it's basically canon law says like that. This is what clerical dress is, um and then and then so, so it, it gives a description of it, yeah, I think, or maybe it just says clerical dress and assumes that, that people know what that means, and right. it's specified more by the the local bishops of the place um so it's it's more on custom and our custom in the United States is that uh and I don't know this might even be a policy in our diocese, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure if there's if there's any level of requirement the way we do things in Dallas. I think there's an expectation, right but I don't know if there's a a law on the books that requires
1: now it. there is for orders
0: right uh yeah, but I don't know the specifics of those right, either right like so anyway, the custom is that. Certainly when you're doing things publicly as a priest and when you're uh, at your parish that you're wearing clerics, um, there isn't a requirement such that like if you went on vacation or grocery know, store, grocery store, like there's, there's all these, these kind of things where you just have to make a prudential decision. I've gone back and forth on stuff. Like when I was a seminarian, I was like, yep, I'm never putting on any other clothes than clerics because why would I? Um, but then, I don't know. I've gone to places before and been like, it's kind of weird to wear a cassock here. Not like weird in the good way, where I have a chance to explain. It. It's just weird, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> right. And, and so, okay, like when we went know. to the World Series, right. it, it, that was like, probably a good example. Like I could have worn, <clears throat> I could have worn clerics there, right? And like maybe it would have been a cool thing, uh, bearing witness, you know, yeah, for people to see a priest in the stands, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It just didn't seem like the right place to like, like the, the witness wouldn't have, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, it's hard to really know Mm -hmm. how people are going to, to receive it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to use that as an out. I, I wear clerics most of the time, unless I'm playing sports or going shopping sometimes. Um, when I go to stores, um, Lots of stores. <laughs> so many stores. <laughs> so many. Um, all right, Nate. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. a good you. question, Nate.
1: Great question. He also says, thanks for the great content. Thank you, Nate. Ooh, that means a lot. Welcome. Every time you all, anybody who asks questions or things, a lot of times we don't say the affirmations that you guys put in there, but we're always very appreciative of it because um, haters are going to hate. You know, so. haters going to hate. All right. Katie asks, sometimes I see women in church wearing lace Head coverings. What is the tradition with that? Where did it come from? What's the significance behind it? It's interesting. We were just kind of talking about something. Yeah, we were somewhere with this. this.
0: Um, oh. So uh, you yeah. want to you want to hit it back up? Okay. So a couple things on that. Um, where does it come from? Well, Saint Paul has some stuff he says about like cultural customs at the time, and it's important to read it that way. You're not. you're not ignoring the word of God, but he says like it's appropriate for women to cover their heads in church um, is what he says. And that's something that can change. So I don't want you to hear that and be like either I'm right. Everyone else is wrong or I've been doing this wrong the whole time. Right. Um, It's just a thing Uh, culturally. And, but that, that passage and that same culture that came out of Mm -hmm. has has influenced a lot of stuff down through the ages, so it is kind of a custom, right, for like people to wear hats sometimes in church, uh, Easter bonnets that kind of thing, right, and um, and also to wear veils. So I, I've had I've had people ask me like, should I do this? And you, you can if you want. I don't know if there's really a should, but if you want to, yeah, by all means, I think yeah. it's a beautiful devotion. If you d- excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> nice pickup. Um, yeah uh if you don't want to then that's okay too yes like there's no obligation to and then it, it goes further like okay if i if i'm kind of veil should i wear a white one or a black one or a tan one or i don't know what colors there are but um that's that's very much up to you <laughs> like it's it's sort of a maybe it sounds wrong to call it like a fashion choice but it kind of it's right. like what color stuff am I going to wear today? Um, Yeah. So it's, as yeah, I guess you can go more into the history of it and everything, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of as simple as that as like, it's a sign of devotion. Um, and I think it's a beautiful custom, but I don't think it's something that people should feel required to do. If you want to, you living in Europe,
1: was it way more prevalent there? Or about the same. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> Profound. All right, yeah. next question. <laughs> I, think was, I think it was. I think more prevalent. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, that was a great question. Thank you. She yeah. says, "Also, I binge the podcast on a few road trips for work, and I'm happy I finally caught up. Love the series on the mask. Got nice. a lot of compliments. So, yeah, the I'm podcast compliment. is
0: the one thing that you can binge without worrying about moderation.
1: That's right. You actually should just
0: re-listen. And Moderation listen. means <laughs> living a continual pr- prodigal and the priest. Uh, I will say,
1: loop. until we got the new mics and all that, it's pretty rough those first few episodes. So really? whenever somebody listens, I'm just like, hey, just jump in like episode like eight or nine. <laughs> it's kind of like revert- like Star Wars. You know, like watch <laughs> start, start later. End. Start later. Have your opinions back.
0: formed and set, yeah. and then once you love it, <laughs> then you can go. Then through. come back to it. Right,
1: right, right, right. Okay, um, let's do one more. Uh, I got a text the other day, and it said, "Hey Joey, regarding Prodigal and the Priest, um ask Father Paul to tell us about pelicans, not the New Orleans kind." Oh, and, okay. and I take it they mean like not the. Going to talk about Zion. Yeah, Zion (laughs) Williams, New Orleans Pelicans, for those who don't know. How are they always so good, but never
0: quite that good? They always get these
1: great draft picks. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I want (laughs) to start this, and then you can add in because you know more. But my last parish I worked at, St. John Napomasin, is one of the first times that I um, saw an image of a pelican. And it is in the sanctuary. They have a beautiful sanctuary there. And... I remember asking the priest there what's, you know, the story of it and um just said it very simply and easily and said, you know, a pelican will pluck from its own side and take from itself to care for those around it, to feed the young and that's the same thing Christ did, you know. So he literally his flesh was torn to save us. So um ever since then i love the image i wish it was more places um but what do you got i see you looking up something yeah Uh, i was just struck probably from aristotle or no actually from the requiem mass um
0: isn't there a pa pelicane (laughs) i just had this this thing Uh, okay maybe it's not there (laughs) um yeah so what you said that's exactly it that's why you see it in um christian art sometimes uh the pelican becomes a symbol of christ i don't know enough about pelicans to know if like they actually do that but i think it's really cool and in any case they they become this the symbol of christ who who feeds us with his own body and blood and who was uh How's it go? Um, who took on our sins. Um, how's that uh, suffering servant passage in Isaiah go? He was something for our offenses.
1: Yeah, he was bruised.
0: Bruised for our offenses.
1: Crushed for our sins. He yeah. bore the weight of the world, right? Like yeah. broken, battered,
0: you know. Yeah, that kind of thing. Kind so kind <laughs> of from thing. Isaiah 40-something. Um, yeah, there is... Um, so anyway, that's that's the the short answer, um, and then that image gets taken up in some uh, poetry, like in some some hymns. And I thought it was in the Dies Irae, which is something you sing at funerals, um, mm. or, or at least you used to. I yeah. don't think people sing it too much now because uh, they think it's too scary. Because <laughs> Dies Irae <laughs> means in Latin "Day of Wrath." <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. But it's it's basically like like Christ has saved us from the <laughs> the day of wrath uh by taking on our sins and by, you know, opening to us the gates of heaven. And I thought it said something like PA Pelicane, but it says PA Jesu Domine at the end. There's another PA something earlier. So this comes from someone who is
1: way too much into birds, it looks like, from their profile. But they say that the Pelican is a fearsome hunter, but after three days of going without food for its children, will pierce their own side with its beak to give to their young. That's right. I mean, that's what there some it is. We verified it. Weird person who <laughs> we fact fact checked it and,
0: <coughs> and verified it. Google. I mean, they're also like, like even before that, pelicans have that thing where they'll like hold all the food in that. Part of their beak. A gullet sack, right? A pelican? Yeah, a pelican has that isn't that a pelican? And then Or is that a seagull? No, it's not seagull. (laughs) Seagulls are gross, man. Yeah, Um, no, I know. But not in Bermuda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a pelican. And then the the little chicks will like eat straight out of their mouth. That's right, that's right, Um, that's right. But then if they run out of food, I guess they do this. Which is it's just they're a symbol of Christ um, and have been for a long time. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it.
1: Pretty much it on the Pelicans, <laughs> but I got also nothing else on, the Pelicans. on the team. <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> oh, that's right. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Should just be sorry. better. I mean, I really like watching Zion Williams.
0: Williamson yeah. play. Glad he's healthy.
1: Yeah, he's just like a big... Dude that can dunk <laughs> just, and jump so high. It is How can you be so like We should train yeah. and try to relearn how to dunk? Because yeah. we were both like so close at one point in our life in our athletic prowess. Yeah. You were close? <laughs> yeah. When I was in like 10th grade and playing a lot. Yeah. But then I went down the baseball route. You know, right. and you don't like it's a different so you build. get to a certain one and it's like you could play, but then you knew you were never going to start here. There were so many. New Jersey is like a very basketball town compared to mm. what football is in Texas. So Why they lose up. the Nets? What's uh, to Brooklyn? Yeah, I mean, I think that's more selling money. and a money thing and all of that. It's not but, for lack
0: of interest, right? But like I remember, they were pretty terrible for a long
1: time, though. <laughs> they were. Except when they played, they made it to a few finals against the Lakers back in the day. So yeah. with like Richard Jefferson, Keith oh, Van yeah, Horn, yeah. Right. all that. They, yeah. So anyway, anyway, anyway. I remember like Michael Jordan would run camps in New Jersey and a lot of different things. Okay. Yeah. So um, I think it was a little bit combined of like poor inner city things and also like wanting to give back to the community, wanting to be able to do those different things anyway. We should try, would like do the yeah, ankle weights, back and, one of those weighted vests, just start. Yeah, wearing see a if we backpack can get.
0: full of bricks, something like that.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> is that all we can afford, a backpack full of bricks? Just bricks are expensive.
0: Around. They
1: actually are. Yeah. And wood is expensive as well. We're really digressing on this podcast, but I just want to say as COVID hit and a two by four mm-hmm. by eight feet, used to be like. Two fifty before COVID, two dollars fifty cents. That is. Now it's up to like five dollars seventy five cents. Ooh, Home Depot. So I'm glad that yeah. I repaired my fence, last year
0: so during COVID.
1: Prior, no, no, oh, no. we okay. did it like Christmas. Remember, remember yeah. how that you helped me? You
0: double, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot how much I, I helped thing with things like that were you yeah were you helpful
1: yeah we're <laughs> going we're leaving y'all hey those are great questions make sure to submit some more questions. Um, love hearing from you all. If this podcast was helpful to you, we wouldn't mind a great rating so that we can continue to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ. But you can reach out to us on our website, St. Ann Parish slash ptp, stanneparish.org slash ptp, mm-hmm. gmail, Prodigal and the Priest at gmail.com, or our social media channels. On behalf of Joey Scancella, Father Paul Bechter, want to say take care. God bless.